Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink. Hey, Shyla. How you doing today? I'm I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, life has been tiring lately, though, because we've been busy and doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, last week you came and you had the uh, productivity bingo, bingo that blew up my world a little bit. Not gonna lie, still working on creating my own productivity bingo. All right, I'm just I like saying, this. okay. Yeah. Good plan. Um, but I thought we would play a fun little round of this or that because we have things in our lives we agree upon but then we have things That's in true. life that only Derek and I agree upon so because <laughs> you know true. we're so very much alike yeah so okay so first up and I have to confess I heard the students today at um at practice ask this very question because it truly is a oh. Of a thing oh this but is a thing are you dog or cat person a thousand percent dog I'm allergic to, to allergic to cats oh. like super allergic like my eyes fall shut allergic. well then that totally makes sense because yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to like something that makes you want to feel like you're no gonna die, option. right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, How about I you? spent most of my life, the beginning part of my life, being a cat person. I had mm. a cat for 19 years, but mm. then I got a dog, and, and like, then I understood. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, so I apologize to all the cat people in my yeah. life. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Cody and his two kitties meow, but but <laughs> no, I'm a dog person. The pastry pups, as you know, I would totally pay. Yeah tens of thousands of dollars to clone them if I knew they'd have the same personalities. Like, yeah. they're messed up like me, and we totally get along. So yeah. I love it. No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. All right, yeah, so definitely. we're both dog people. Mm-hmm. Okay, all righty. Yeah. So are you Netflix or YouTube? Uh, Netflix. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, YouTube, that's a lot. Like, a lot. I don't know where I'm going to get to, and My then I get down a rabbit hole. My children watch mm-hmm. YouTube Kids, and they watch other people play, and it drives me insane. Oh. I'm like, you can do those things yourself. Go play. And then I'm like... Okay. Well, are, like, do they watch other children play with the same toys they have in front of them? Some of them, yeah, and some of them like things that they could do. But then I'm like, well, I kind of do the same thing, right? I watch other people doing things like, like... the crafts on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's true story. So true I'm story. like, huh, I don't know. Yeah. So my son, he he's a YouTuber all the time because he that like he literally learns how to fix cars and all kinds oh, of yeah. stuff. Derek like it's does crazy. That, yeah. Like, and I will do that, but I'll be honest, it doesn't naturally come to me to go to YouTube. Derek just fixed our dryer for seven dollars. That's amazing. Using YouTube, yeah. Yeah, so he goes, yeah, he does that, like, yeah. YouTube for that kind of stuff. But to, like, stream something or to, like, watch something intentionally, yeah, it's definitely Netflix. Well, yeah. and I like the part where Netflix truly, like, they recommend stuff for me. Right. So I'm all about that, too. Yeah. Okay, next up, phone call or text? A thousand percent text. Me too. I'm very definitive. These questions are, like, Me yes, too, and good. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> and I, I have this theory that I spent so much time in the 80s and 90s on my clear phone that you could see through. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, with my extra like long burger phone. Like, on Juno. It was, it was like the kind, like if you go and you look at Courtney, the new um, American Girl doll that I'm totally obsessed with and probably will ask for for Christmas, I'm not lying, she has like a clear phone where you can oh, see yeah. like all the gears the inside, gears, like yeah. they're yellow. I, I had that phone. Uh-huh. I had that, totally had that phone. That's so so yeah, funny. I want to text. I'm not about the calling. Well, and we've talked about this before. Like if I call you or you call me. It's a freaking emergency. There's something yeah. real happening or it's yeah. like a matter of convenience, but usually it has to be like. Or I have yeah. some really good tea on somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's definitely <laughs> something that's important. But yeah. overall, we've talked on the phone probably like less than 20 times in our whole friendship. Easily. It might be once a <laughs> per year. Yeah, absolutely. No, totally. Yeah. It's But the texting, yeah. if I don't, if you're not, if you're not in my realm, like in my screen of texters, I feel like something's wrong. I know. So. I'm like, where are you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. Panic sets in. It something. does. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yep. Yeah. Toast or eggs? You can only have one or the other. 
Um, eggs. I would go eggs. eggs. You would go eggs. Yeah. I would too because of the protein. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. We are on number five almost here and I'm shocked we've aligned <laughs> because there are there are some things we don't align yeah. on. Ashley. Okay. So cardio or weights? Uh, see, uh, I really don't love cardio, but I know it's good for me because mm-hmm. I do a lot of lifting at work. So like oh, I yeah. feel weights like built it kind of, your life. yeah, it's kind of built in. So I, I don't love um But if it cardio, was just about, yeah. sh- I would say, sure enjoyment. Like I say to you, you have to pick one or the other. Yeah. Cardio or weights. It would be weights. You would? Yeah. So Definitely. I like cardio. It's yeah. our first one we disagree. Because yeah. I'm so, like, I'm like, I pretend it's a dance. Like even if it's yeah. like whatever it is, I'm like, and it makes me have like memories of the 80s and my mom jazzercising. So that's <laughs> like a thing. <laughs> totally. Uh, like Zumba. Like I like Zumba mm-hmm. like or something like that where, it, yeah, like more dance centric. My challenge of. with Zumba, yeah. I like Zumba the first time I learn the new thing. Once I know the routine, then I'm like, I know that I have three more minutes of this. I know that I have this. So then I get like, uh, I like the new, yeah, yeah. the dopamine high. Yeah. That's where I, I went. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Facebook or Twitter? Uh, Facebook. I don't use my Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too much to keep up with. I like Twitter when I do it, and I like the concept of Twitter that, like, you can put out as much as you want and no one really cares. Like, you could tweet 50 times a day and people would be like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but Facebook's where I know what my family's doing, that kind of stuff. So I'm with exactly. you. Exactly. But yeah. Facebook or Instagram, friend? Uh, so I recently deleted Facebook from my phone. So oh. I've been posting to Facebook through Instagram. So mm-hmm. I've been doing more Instagram. I just, I don't know. I was getting tired of it. I like the visual nature yeah. of the Insta. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ice cream cone or snow cone? Uh, ice cream. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a Snoopy snow cone maker when you were a kid? No. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and this is where our age gap is seen, friends. It was right here in this moment. So no, there was a Snoopy snow cone maker. And I think I still have one in my basement. I had my original one. And then Rosemary used it because she did a show. And they she did um, the show that is like all of the Peanuts characters grown up. But right. they're all freaking yes, messed up. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And so Dog Sees yeah. God is what yeah. it's called. And she directed that show. And they used my Snoopy snow cone maker at intermission and I don't know if I got mine back or a different one and it didn't really matter mind you or whatever but like literally it looks like Snoopy's house and you oh. put ice cubes in it and then you churn them okay. and you put some, it's like it, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to go see if I can find it and now I know what I'm getting your children for Christmas okay, <laughs> wait, uh, so wait you, you didn't answer oh. that one though are you a snow cone then because no I'm not I'm oh, an okay. ice cream cone and mint chocolate chip all the way <laughs> like that would be my thing or something with lots of chocolate but the Snoopy snow cone maker mm. is so much fun Mm-hmm. maybe it'll change your mind maybe probably not we'll yeah see. i don't know i'm not a big i'm not a big ice person like i'm mm-hmm. okay without my ice having or my drinks having ice like i'm not like yeah everything has to be super cold so for me it's that's not exciting gotcha okay mobile games or console games and you guys have like a switch you can do both with you yeah can do the thing yeah i i'm not a big gamer totally yeah. like i was just derek and i were just talking about that i like i don't have a f- game on my phone mm-hmm. i play yeah. i don't really like i'll play so then you're super definitely mario a console party. yeah, yeah i'll play kids. super mario party or like um mario kart but other yeah. than that i, I can't know. say i've never played a mobile game um for when we did yeah. cinderella this is such a jasmine story like when we did cinderella i was I playing disney yes. emoji <laughs> Blitz because I wanted the Cinderella and Derek icon was too because he wanted to get He's such to Cinderella. He, he wanted to get Cinderella, Cinderella first, <laughs> and then he tried to lie and he went and found the image on the internet and sent it to me. He was like, "I got it one day." I'm like, "You're a big fat liar," because there's no way you have enough points yet. But I wanted it not because of the game, but because I wanted to be able to text people with Cinderella's picture in it. Um, every once in a while, I still take it out. I still don't have Cinderella, by the way. 
I have Princess Jasmine, but no Cinderella. So, yeah, but yeah, um, but I am. I would say that, of course, if my Switch counts as console. Yeah. Um, my, I yesterday I missed. There was a big event on the islands, and I missed it yesterday. Oh, yeah, but it happens. Uh, it's okay. Um, I haven't been on my island in yeah three four weeks. I've been not on that. Oh, island. months. You're gonna weep. Months. I know. I don't even know if Noah's been going on the good, but we'll you could see. probably bring it in. And I have students at the high school who play it, who are like, "Okay, can we leave rehearsal now? Because we have things to do on our island." And I was thinking about like just giving them mine and be like, "By proxy, <laughs> could you keep it going for a while? Fix this. Fix my thing." Okay. Um. While you're walking, yeah. this is specific. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to? Now I know we walk a lot as as like group or friends, or you walk with Jesse yeah. or something, so you're talking a lot. But if you're mm-hmm. walking by yourself, are you listening to music or podcasts? It's definitely music because if I'm mm-hmm. walking by myself, I'm trying to clock like a 15 so you're trying to keep mile the pace. or less so yeah mm-hmm. I, I, it's definitely music how about you uh yeah when walking definitely music exercise mm-hmm. music um but I listen to a lot of podcasts and I love to listen to podcasts in the car like I'm actually kind of sad that I don't have more car rides right now because I live and love for some yeah that is a thing right yeah it's yeah, a big yeah. okay I already know the answer to this iOS or Android and I know it because I pressure you into being an Apple girl listen my life is so much easier so because easier, I right? can, all of my devices talk. 110%, right? Okay. Uh, so I'm obviously an iOS girl and I've always, I've been an Apple person since the beginning of time. So, which is why I should own some stock. I don't, I don't know why I don't do that. Okay. Cake or pie? Uh, ooh, ooh. Right now, I love pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. So like right now during the season, that's a thing. I guess I'd have to say pie overall. Yeah. It's funny because I would pick pie too, but I don't actually eat that much pie, which makes me think I don't really eat a lot of cake. Yeah. I don't think I do that. So, okay. Um, New clothing or new phone if you could get one? Oh. Oh. Hmm. I don't really need a new phone. I don't really need new clothes either, but probably new clothes. New clothes? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I probably would too because yeah. I like my phone right now. Um, but my favorite all-time Apple phone is still the 6S. That was a quality, <laughs> quality model. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, so really important, hamburger or taco? Oh. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. When I was pregnant with Noah, all I ate were cheeseburgers. Like every like night. Like McDonald's? I, oh, or like, like McDonald's. You made yourself? Like Burger King. It depended on the day was the, the cheeseburger du jour. Mm-hmm. Like I was a real weirdo about it. Um I don't know if I had to make a decision today, right now. Taco. Taco, taco for good. sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Um, I eat more tacos, but right now I take a hamburger like nobody's business. I could go for a cheeseburger right now. Yeah. Like McDonald's. You greasy. have one in your refrigerator. I really you legit have one in my refrigerator. <laughs> I'm having one right after this. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So last question. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? And I feel like I like the this or that, so this may come back someday. But most important in a partner, oh. and remember, Derek and I are the same, so I'm just saying. Oh, okay. So hard. Intelligence or funny? Which one's more important? Oh, man. I know. It, mm, it has to be intelligence for me. Like, oh, oh it I, makes me feel good. It makes me sound like such an <laughs> asshole, but, like, I need you to keep up. Like, I can't imagine a world where, like, I, yeah, yeah, no. Well, and I feel yes. like to be intelligent, you ha- or to be funny, you have to be intelligent. Yes. Like, I just feel like, like, that's one of those things I always thought Mark was really quick in his thinking, and I love that. I was like, he's funny because he's intelligent. So I'll go with that. And since I consider myself your partner, too, um, I'm definitely <laughs> going to claim that. So, yes. But speaking of intelligent and yes. funny and humorous and all those things, yes. we have Monet with us today. She is so brilliant, so interesting, um, very witty, but intelligence beyond. So yeah. I'm really excited to 
share our interview yeah. today. Shout out to Rosemary for the hookup with this one. That was, totally. Yeah, so awesome. So yeah, enjoy enjoy the interview with Monet. Hey, Shyla, how's it going today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. I am so excited. How about you? Yeah, this is awesome. I think, though, you should take the reins here and Do I get saying, to? Because yeah, I enjoy yeah, some time with Monet, yeah. so I'm, I'm thrilled. So, yeah, so we are joined to get today by the wonderful Monet, who's going to introduce herself a little bit here. Um, first of all, I love your name, Monet. As a person who has um, what I think is a lovely, beautiful, artistic name, I think you have a beautiful, artistic name. And so when Rosemary, um, my daughter, and I talk about you, we just live to say your beautiful name. So, <laughs> So, but I would love for Aww. you to, it's true though, it's true, and I think it sets you up for a world um, that is bright and filled with art, and I and I just love that, so I'm so excited for us to talk with you yeah. today. Would you mind introducing um, yourself to our listeners today? Yes, uh, my name is Monet Hurst-Mendoza. Uh, I am a playwright and a screenwriter based here in New York City, and uh, thank you guys for having me on. This is so great. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And from yeah. New York City. How is New York City feeling these days? How are you, how are you feeling in the city? Uh, you know, this is, is a tough question. I think I think you just take it day by day. Uh, of course, like if you're anywhere in the country, you're taking it day by day. New York, I think, was really in the thick of it in like April, April, May. That was really tough. It was very hard to be living in the city when the pandemic was, you know, at, at the scariest mm -hmm. point. Um, we didn't know much about the virus. And, you know, we're in such close quarters here in New York City. But you know what's what's kind of lovely is now as you know we're getting into like our seventh month. Mm -hmm. I think we were saying mm -hmm. before this. You know, mm -hmm. the pandemic's been around for ten months, but I think for most people, we've right? We've only really been living seven. it in our day to day. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I think it's really lovely to see the city um, just really start to reemerge. Mm -hmm. um, I think what's really beautiful about the city—it's a resilient city—and everyone has a sense of taking care of whoever's around them. Mm -hmm. And I think that is because we live in such close quarters, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And so it's nice to see, you know, I think for me, it was a little scary, like trying sure. to take the subway. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday I took the subway down to, where was it? Uh, 34th street. Mm -hmm. And that was the farthest I've gone down on the subway. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's been seven months. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, wow. and just such a, in such, a, in such a crazy, in such a crazy thing. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about, about your career travels of, of how you've moved through your, your life and things, but um, have you always lived in New York City? Is New York City new to you? How'd you, how'd you find yourself there? Uh, so I'm originally from California. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a suburb of Los Angeles uh, called Pasadena. I don't mm -hmm. know if anyone's heard of it. I mean, <laughs> it's not that small, but you know, like they film they film a lot of stuff there. Right, yeah, uh, sure. Or if you're a person who watches the Rose Bowl, mm -hmm. the oh, yeah. Rose Parade, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we have one day a year. Like, <laughs> first. Did you did you um, ever work, like at the Rose Bowl? Like did you like as a as a no person? no? I mean not like you volunteer there if you're mm -hmm. like in girl scouts or boy scouts so i did girl scouts yeah. uh, for a number of years so we always like did like our decoration of the float and 
you know, as a resident of Pasadena, mm -hmm. you you do that thing in high school where you are on New Year's Eve, like sleeping on the street yeah. on the parade route. <laughs> you know, it's really uncomfortable and gross. Um, I did it. I, I we did it once in college, like when we came back, mm -hmm. and I and I I was like, I'll never do this again. I'll yeah, never do funny. this again. It's, it's one of those one-time things. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, here, here in Pennsylvania, in, in PA, where they in Punxsutawney at Gobbler's Knob, they go and like party all night long. I think the restrictions are a little bit less, um, more of, of the mm -hmm. like partying scene, but yeah, you would just go and just get wasted the entire right. Night. And then the next right. day, yeah. this little this little groundhog jumps out of a hole, and if he sees his shadow, shadow. there's another six weeks of winter or something. I don't even remember which way it goes. I don't even know. And if it wasn't for like Groundhog Day, the musical and the movie, of course, I think it's the musical, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like that no one saw. But yeah, um, no one would know about this, right? Yeah, this is this is crazy. So sorry, that was yeah. a, that was a sharp right turn. Sorry. Yeah, about we that. can't. Yeah. Help no, no, no. No, I mean, I totally relate. I mean, yeah. I just think it's really funny. It's like a thing that you do like when you're children and then when you do it as an adult, you're, you're like, like no. Yeah. no. I yeah. always say yeah. that. Sorry. I'm like, one year we should go like to Times Square and do the New Year's thing or do the Thanksgiving oh, no. parade. And you know, being the New Yorker she is now, she's like, hills no. She's like, what are you insane? <laughs> she's like, no. She's like, those things happen and we go the other way. She's like, yeah. I go visit you so I'm nowhere near this crazy. Yeah, you know? That's funny. Definitely. The key, the key is you need somebody for the, for the, Thanksgiving Day Parade who lives mm -hmm. on Central Park West mm. who's like ready to host you yeah. like for a party so that I gotta you make watch new friends. it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I when Yayoi Kusama do the did the uh the big uh float mm -hmm. last year mm -hmm. um I stood in line to go see because she was the first woman to ever have designed a float yeah you know and she's one of my favorite artists mm -hmm. um or they're not floats, they're balloons. They're balloons. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny. My my fiance is from New York, and mm -hmm. he's like, they're floats, and I was like, those are balloons. Right. So I we have different definitions of what I a float love it, is. Though. This is what makes uh, us all right. You know, this is really the things that divide us in in relationships, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> the, this is like I was terminology. like the big stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, my childhood parade has floats. Yours has balloons. <laughs> Uh, that's true. You, yeah, got, you, yeah, you, that. you do have a big comparison there. It's not like you're talking yeah. about potatoes or that's anything. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I stood I stood in line and it was terrible. It was like a it was like an hour and a half of just standing. And you probably didn't wear the, the balloon was not terrible. The line was terrible. To be the clear, line right? was terrible. So it wasn't for the actual parade. It yeah. was for the, the the night where they blow them up. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, like when you're walking around the, the Natural History Museum. Yeah. So I had never done that before. And I was like, I will never do this again. <laughs> yeah. Once again, that's, that's, that's the farm show for me. The Love. farm show. Yeah. So we Love have people, the largest but... indoor farm show in Pennsylvania. And we yeah. have for a very, very long time. Can you tell I used to work for the Department of Agriculture? Yes. And um, they do a beautiful <laughs> job. And it's amazing. And there's like seven different types of sheep and 11 different types of goats. And there's all this stuff. And you go, though, and it is crazy pants. It is absolutely You're herded insane. in by school bus. Yeah, this is true. And then you just like follow the crowds everywhere, and it is like my idea of purgatory. It's it's a thing. Like it's, not, I, it's yeah. it won't be this year. No, I know they're not doing it. I anyway, know. sorry. We, <laughs> we really, really <laughs> great turn. Uh, yeah. So, so, how has theater? How has your life changed because of COVID? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. pretty much everything has mm -hmm. halted. So, mm -hmm. uh, are you still writing for TV? Are you like, are you still writing? Um, what you doing? Yes. Whatever. Yes. Thank God I'm still writing for mm -hmm. TV because that's what's like sustaining me right now. Yeah. So, so COVID hit our household pretty hard. Right. Like my my fiance is an actor and he was like very gainfully employed, mm -hmm. had 
you know, shows lined up, and mm. then all of a sudden, like, theater died. Right. Or not died, but it's in a coma I right like now. It's, it's, it's taking the, the longest intermission of our lives. Yes, like, kind of yes, like, it's taking a very in, long intermission. In this week that I'm having, Monet, where, like, I'm doing theater for the first time, like, in months, like, we've started practices at the high school for the fall play. Rosemary, you know, has directed the digital short play she's doing mm-hmm. this weekend. But I do feel like your coma piece is true because it's, like, walking it's so through true. quicksand. Yeah. It's so much. It's yeah. so much. Absolutely. So it hits you. Yeah. It's hit you guys really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God, you know, I'm working for TV mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's the income right mm-hmm. now. Right. You know? So um, what got you from from California to here mm-hmm. um, and got you from, you know, get, got you to writing to TV? Like what was sort of that path like? So I came to New York. So, oh, that was the original question. I'm really bad at podcasting. No, you're <laughs> like, fine. I'm like what? always no, on a great. tangent. We're uh, great. But, That's what uh, makes the best <laughs> podcasting. We're very real here on Coffee, Beans, and Booze. It's all good. It's because we're caffeinated and boozed up. So, yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yes. Um, but, yes, I believe your original question was how long have I been here, mm. which is 15 years. Okay. Um, and I came here for college, and I just stayed here. Okay. So. I, uh, I went to Marymount Manhattan College, mm-hmm. uh, which is on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And I, uh, I went there for theater. Originally, I was waitlisted for the musical theater program because, uh, and I think Jasmine, I don't know if Rosemary's told you this, but like I used to do like hardcore musical theater. Right, That's right. No, I, I know moved. your musical theater heart. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I came here. That's what I came here to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna be on Broadway. Um, <laughs> how wrong? Um, but uh, you know, that was my dream, and um, I was waitlisted for the program. And so I was just taking general ed classes, and then mm-hmm. um, I decided, like, I can't. I decided, like, I couldn't do uh, general ed classes anymore. Like, I needed to do mm-hmm. some kind Something of something more specific. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I already know what I want to do. I'm in right. here with people that are like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, and I'm like, I do. Yeah. Um, so I went to the department head. Uh, for theater at my school and we went through like an array of different options you know I could do like stage management or directing Mm -hmm. or any of these other because there's so much in theater like there's so much and when you start to scratch the surface you realize that you could be overwhelmed by choices of working in the arts like it's absolutely crazy right totally Mm -hmm. totally and um but of course like my end game was like I'll just declare one of these other majors Mm -hmm. and uh and re-audition for musical theater and make the switch that way um so I had written a play in high school as part of a theater practicum class where it was one of those things where it's like you do everything Mm -hmm. uh in the span of like 10 weeks or however long the semester is um so you learn all the disciplines and I had written a play it was supposed to be a 10 minute play but I ended up writing something like 68 or 69 Mm -hmm. pages um, which should have been like an indicator that like something was happening there. And maybe you have but, a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm, perhaps. Right. I yeah. mean, yeah. So um, I turn in this play and, um, you know, I, I get into the program um, thinking, you know, oh, this is pretty easy. I can get into this program. But this program only had like six or eight people in right. it at the time. So, mm-hmm. again, it was like another thing that like, I was not listening to, mm-hmm. right? Like fate were, was the, telling me the all these things. The world was telling you something and you were not paying attention to the world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I remember starting to take these classes, these playwriting classes. And I also took like an acting for non-majors course. And I remember we were working on a production of Spike Heels by Teresa Rebeck. Um, and I remember like 
watching the scene unfold and and I was like, wouldn't it be interesting like if they move that way and if they move that way mm -hmm. instead because this is what this person is saying and it's the opposite of you know what this person feels. So wouldn't they want to get away from that mm -hmm. person or you know I it, it, my brain just started to work like a little differently and I remembered like not really caring about that class anymore mm -hmm. and like really like excited uh, by the writing classes that I was taking. So I ended up like switching my major um, and uh, adding on a directing concentration because that that's yeah. like I was like a such a overachiever. <laughs> I was like, I can do that one, but too. You have found your cult. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, you have found your place because we yes. know about that and yes. about the overachievement and just really wanting to embrace it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't sound to me like you were running from that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I was just like, I like I like writing and I like and I like directing. I think I can do this. I took like a directing class because you had to take a directing class, and I was like, I'll tack on another concentration. I can do it in the same amount of time. <laughs> and I'll keep my sanity too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely like, I could sleep, and I could sleep eight hours at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, always, uh -huh. we always say we'll sleep when we're dead. It's yeah, fine. it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's kind of how I like got into writing, and that's then awesome. I kept doing it after college. Yeah, like I was very lucky. I. I would uh, make connections with people that I met like in the theater scenes downtown that were mm -hmm. doing like serials at the flea or um, uh, at the crane they were doing like small little plays and you know I kind of like cut my teeth there like mm -hmm. doing these like 10 minute plays for one night only events mm -hmm. you know where you pay like 10 bucks and you get like a beer and a wine yeah. and you know you uh -huh. watch like an evening of small plays mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of how I, I started writing plays. And then of course, you know, when you're in college, mm -hmm. it's it's uh, your your thesis pieces, right? Mm -hmm. So every every year you have to churn out one play. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gotcha, okay. So then you kept writing. And how did that kind of parlay into writing for TV? So that was actually something I did uh, out of financial need. Sure. I had never I had never thought about writing for television. It wasn't a medium that you know, immediately jumped out at me. I had friends that were filmmakers, that mm -hmm. were screenwriters, or they were uh, directors. Um, and I had like helped them, you know, like on a weekend do like a student film or something. But I never, I never thought I would be doing it myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to a point, you know, in my 30s where I was like, you know, I really want consistency in my, mm -hmm. in my work and in my, health insurance and I really also it's just important. want to it's important yeah it's part of you know it's part of the self-care of things that yeah. it's not about giving yeah. up something it's actually about gaining the stability so you can do the creative work that you were meant to do right Ex exactly and at that point I had been working like five different jobs this was before I met Rosemary at mm -hmm. Samuel French but like I was working five different jobs I was working in front of house a box office I was babysitting I was uh, proofreading erotic novels mm -hmm. on tape. Now we're like, gonna go back to that because that, that sounds actually kind of like a freaking jam. So yeah, it's a yeah. It was it's one of it's one of my favorite jobs yes. that I've ever held. Mm -hmm. But 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 the long story was like I was doing a lot of of different work. The hard none hustle. of it yeah. none of it yeah yeah the hard the hustle, hustle. Uh -huh. the hard hustle. But none of it actually like related to writing. Mm -hmm. um, and. You know, I really wanted to make writing the focus of my life and see if there was a way to make money doing what I loved. Mm -hmm. So, 
so I sort of shifted gears once I got representation and I was like, you know, I, I, I know a lot of playwrights have transitioned into television mm -hmm. to make money um, and have that be like their bread and butter income while they're also doing, you know, the creative work that mm -hmm. they love. Mm -hmm. And they're also, you know, still doing theater and they're actually able to support their theater career mm -hmm. because they've been working for like, you know, five to 11 months on a certain project yeah. and they're able to take a break because right. in television this is what's so wild to me is like in television like writers make decent money mm -hmm. you know and in theater they don't make any money mm -hmm. so it, it, it's kind of a when you think about it it's like a no-brainer right mm -hmm. like you you work and you save and you get paid what you're worth mm -hmm. and then in your mm -hmm. off time you can actually like elevate your work. Right, and concentrate on it and invest in it, right? It's, it's an investment yeah. in yourself. So something that's been really fascinating to me throughout all of this COVID mm -hmm. land um, is hearing you, Jasmine, and Rosemary talk about the differences between plays and being able to stream some and the right, and authors and The rights that come to that because you, exactly. you know, when you respect artists for their work, you make sure that you do what they intended to do, Absolutely. which is if someone like yeah. yourself, Monet, is writing for the stage, that's for the stage. If it's for TV, it's for TV, and there's different rights to that. Um, and you have to go back to the author and say, I can't just stream this now because I feel like it. That changes things, right? And yeah. so we try to be really, yeah, that's that's yeah. not a thing. Even though the world doesn't always understand that, we try to make sure that we're educating oh, I people know. on that. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's, uh, and you know, Jasmine, I'm, I'm very mm -hmm. aware of, like, giving people their due, mm -hmm. you know, for, for things that they create. And I, I, I appreciate the artistic process, though I'm not necessarily involved in it. Um, so, yeah, it had never occurred to mm -hmm. me. That those so are just, different yeah. things different rights and, like, and if you think just, about yeah. it you know we we sometimes hear and I Rosemary hears this all the time there are some authors who are like you can stream it now but when the world goes back to the mm -hmm. way it normally is um I want it to go back to just being on the stage because I didn't write a film right I didn't write you right. know I didn't write that other piece or that other thing yeah. So. yeah so it kind of alludes to your you know writing for tv is so much different and whether or not you wanted to make that you know jump into that mm -hmm. and, and kind of really feeling out what you really wanted your voice to be I guess so ha have you encountered oh, yeah. any, any issues with like people wanting to stream your work or use it in different mediums that you weren't intending it for you know um so everything that I have worked on in in quarantine for mm -hmm. streaming purposes has been like a, a direct ask to me to create that content. Mm -hmm. So I have not yet encountered that. Um, I will be doing a workshop of a play that I wrote um, a couple years ago uh, in November for a theater company. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe their intent is to stream like the final reading. Mm -hmm. um, so that will be like my first uh, exposure yeah. to that, mm -hmm. which I'm thinking about now. And I'm just like, you know, what's that going to look like? Because right. Because yeah. it does. There, it changes it, what you had in yeah. your head. You know, it changes what you created. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's a really interesting time right now because I think there is something really magical about uh, um, uh, theater, like when you're when you're experiencing something as a community, as a group together in a dark room, that just mm -hmm. doesn't happen over Zoom or on on a streaming platform. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that you know they're both not you know quote unquote theatrical or theater, whatever you know, however you want to define theater. But that experience, I think, is is those are two different things. Oh, those totally. I mean, I feel that just yeah. in, oh, in in meeting where you know I know people intimately. 
and you you don't have that engagement the, mm-hmm. the engagement doesn't exist and so if you're just watching something that was mm-hmm. created and not having that as a group experience I could see yeah that's to- a totally different right thing. but I but I love this idea yeah. Monet that that you've been able to take your writing and really use these different mediums to support each other and and in such a thoughtful way I mean you 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 definitely seem to be someone who like you've got the plan and you're like I can if I do this then it benefits this and it and it makes you feel like your work is doing what it needs to do and answers that calling that that you had to you know you sound very much like like you knew that writing was pulling you toward it you know definitely yeah and you know I have to say like this is a testament to actually me working in television because prior to that I'd never written like a a screenplay at all and Mm -hmm. I'd never thought about the camera and how the camera is is your audience essentially you know Mm -hmm. like you're playing to the camera or all the action is going that way and now that we're in covid it makes writing for you know like a visual platform like this like a technological platform uh a little bit easier and less intimidating i wonder if you know had I not been working for television when all this happened, right. like I might be like, oh my god, what do I do? I don't know how to do this, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. So making but the most of the situation and learning all along the way, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and it's constantly about, evolving. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's evolving. Like, and I think there's something different. Like when you're watching something live happen, like on Zoom mm-hmm. or, or Google uh, Meetups or whatever it's called, whatever that other platform is, you know. <laughs> Uh, versus like going to YouTube and watching like a stream happen, right. you know, like a pre-recorded stream. So even that is different. Sure. Um, I watched a friend of mine who had a play at Philly Fringe, um, and his play was up. I, I think it even still might be up, like on YouTube. And it was like you bought a ticket and you were sent a link and you could watch it at your own time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, there uh, was Rose like Mary's a premiere doings. party. Yeah. There was like a premiere watch party. So if yeah. you wanted to at Friday oh. at six thirty, mm-hmm. you could watch it all together. But if not, you could watch it on your own on your own time. Um, which I thought was interesting, you know, because yeah. like it could be one AM and you could be engaging in theater. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or you could be engaged also like what's interesting now is you can engage in theater in like your pajamas in your bed. Oh, which yeah. is kind of now my preferred way to engage in theater (laughs) well we have we have talked about how this is going to create so much more a need for hybrid models of Mm -hmm. like in person and also the ability to be out of the specific you know room or whatever things well and i'm I'm trying to talk with my students about you know the innovation that can come from this Mm -hmm. and the the risk innovation factor and what it's like to be vulnerable in something and to take on the risk that there is with being innovative and and there's a big piece to that to to this too you know so So, Moni, yeah. I would love to talk with you, though. You um, also do work with the Kilroy Awards. And could you tell us a little bit about what that's about and what you do with that and why that's important in your life? Yes. Uh, so so the group is the Kilroys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, we are a group of producers, actors, and playwrights and directors uh, that are really working for gender parity on American mm-hmm. stages. Uh, by uplifting uh, the work of women, trans, and gender non-binary uh, writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, uh, so we do a, like an annual uh, list where we send out a survey to over a thousand industry professionals across the country. Um, and we ask them to nominate between three and five 
new and noteworthy plays that they've interacted with in mm -hmm. the past year. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be through reading or production, workshop, just any way that they've come in contact with this work. Um, and then we aggregate the data. We don't, we don't curate the list of, or, or anything like that. We literally mm -hmm. get the, the information and we organize it in a, in a Google sheet, you know, and That's we look awesome. at, mm -hmm. yeah, and we like, look at, you know. What a great way for equity in well, all of that, Well, right? absolutely, like, having it truly yeah. database because yeah. you cannot help but be biased to certain things. Oh, I mean, it's just impossible. Yeah. We like and we dislike yeah. things every day. It yeah. just happens, right? And, so, and yeah. exposure. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a thousand things that go into all of that. Yeah. Exposure to and, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think, you know, because we're also working artists in the industry, you know, we'll see people's names in there that we know, mm -hmm. um, or we'll see people's names in there that, you know, I saw a few people this last uh, go around that I was like, I'm really glad you're getting some recognition. Yeah. I'm really glad mm -hmm. someone has mm -hmm. like picked up this amazing play that I've known about for like five years, you right. know. Especially because there's but, such amazing yeah. work out there, right? Oh, yeah. Like there's such amazing work. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And the caliber of work is different also, you know, like, you know, something that's being read at, you know, I, I don't know, the public theater may not necessarily be read by, um, uh, you know, like a smaller uh, off-Broadway house that's run by like three, you know, right. actors, you know. And that exposure is um, just really different, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So why why is this so important to you? I mean, I know this is something that you're being very modest in, in you know, in this, and I but I can see the excitement in your face mm -hmm. and hear it in your voice. Why is this so important to you? I think it's important because there, as we've been talking about mm -hmm. this, you know, there's a plethora of different work out there. And I feel like for too long, you know, these voices, these unheard voices um, of women, uh, trans and gender non-binary mm -hmm. are, are just not being produced at the same level. Right. And you there's know, amazing work on national there stages. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And sometimes it's better. Yeah. Um, you know? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not to be biased, but sometimes it's better. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's just about, it's, you know, it, it's just about, it's not even dominating the playing field. It's mm -hmm. like evening the playing field, right. you know? It's, and that um, we have to actively do that. I yes. think that's what I love yeah. about your work um, is that you're you're taking an active approach to this. We're not just saying, oh, gee, we should produce more works by women and, you know, and non-binary individuals mm -hmm. and trans individuals. But instead we're saying, no, we're going to really be active in putting this out there and getting these names out there. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, have you always been a person who has been like the doer, I'm going to make the change I'm going to do? Um, you know, I do think that that has always been a part of my personality. I think I've always been like a very empathetic person as well. Mm -hmm. And I think about like who I was as a kid, like I, I used to think I was a really sensitive kid, but I think it was just like, I was sensitive towards like uh, injustice, mm -hmm. like situations of injustice. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it should be equal, right? Cause you know, our parents teach us to be kind. They teach us to share. They teach us to treat everyone fairly, treat people the way you want to mm -hmm. be treated. And it's like when you grow up, like those things don't actually like happen in practice right. for the most part. Or, you know, maybe for the most part they do happen. But, you know, the instances where they don't mm -hmm. are really egregious and terrible. And, um, you know, I so I do think I have always had that. I remember like being on the, being the kid that would always befriend the, mm -hmm. the kid that was being picked on. Yeah. you know and and but, so really um, that's about making an active change yeah. and 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 
making the change you think there should be. Yeah. So it's that yeah. the uh, the starfish. You know, like why are you throwing all this? Like why are you throwing a starfish back into the ocean when there's like a beach full of them? Mm-hmm. You know that whole. Thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. And you know the, the person says, well, it made a difference for this one. Right. And like that's kind mm-hmm. of that idea that like yeah, there are small things that I do that if I do them alone, it doesn't really make a big mm-hmm. change. But if I do them in partner with in concert with other people, then we're making. Then it becomes so much yeah. more. Yeah. 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 And I think also people are more likely to, uh, because we're just human beings are very social creatures, they're more likely to jump on board if you're leading by example. And you're like, hey, it is not so scary to program, you know, shows by women, non-binary and trans writers Mm -hmm. like these these writers can, you know, turn a profit for your theater because right, the stories yeah. are good. Because yeah. they're wonderful you know? pieces, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. And yeah, it's a little bit tougher sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 make money, you know, this is something that Rosemary and I used to deal with mm-hmm. at Samuel French all the time, you know. People want to do Neil Simon, they're really afraid to do like a writer they've right. never heard of. Mm-hmm. And it's you hard know? because we have to balance the the paying for it, the money side of it has to happen. It's a piece of it. But if we can, and I think this is much like you've shown in your own life, if we can use the profits and the pieces from those to then be able to do these other pieces and bring exposure to them and make them mainstream, well, then they become mainstream. And then they become the the money makers as well. And I love that. So how long has the the Kilroy's been going on? How long have you been working with them? So we are the second class of Kilroy's. It was originally started uh, by 13 other um, writers and producers. Um, they did their first list in 2014. Okay. Um, and so the new class uh, came in, uh, when was that? 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was our first list. Gosh, what is time anymore? <laughs> I, know, I know, we have no idea anymore. I don't <laughs> what know is why time? I ask these questions. I know. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, so so the original class was like ready to, we call them the original class mm-hmm. and we're the new class. The OGs, so, yeah. The OGs, <laughs> the OGs, yeah. <laughs> So the, the, they uh, were ready to pass the torch off to the next, you know, mm-hmm. generation of, of, of activists, artists, activists. So they did a, like a nationwide search. Um, I submitted my name and my interest and what I wanted to do with it um, or my hopes and dreams of how I wanted to work with others. Mm-hmm. you know, to make change, I should say. Um, and I was actually like really surprised because I, I did the interview like on a, on before Zoom was Zoom, whatever it <laughs> right. was, whatever, whatever it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it was like all like, I don't know if it was FaceTime or something, mm-hmm. but I was interviewing with, you know, a few of the original Kilroy's. And I remember like a kid came up to me and was like, have you seen my mom? Because I was a babysitter <laughs> at this time. You know, I was like, uh-huh. oh, I was like, sorry, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Hold on, honey okay where's your mom okay look up. <laughs> da, da, da. you know oh there she is over there okay all right yeah have a good one okay you know like, and I was like sorry and yes the issue with the American theater is this and this is what I would yeah. like to do but talk so about I, a real snapshot of life right like you know right? you, are, you know you're a real snapshot yeah. of life you're working you're doing your thing and well you're and thankfully those those yes. uh, interruptions are now not as like oh terrible right know, like it's become so yes. normalized like oh my god my entire writer's room has seen like my cat's butthole like, oh, yeah. like seven or eight times I'm so doing. embarrassed I have no idea what you're talking about I'm literally sitting here cajoling this dog so yeah, he will bark so he will because he was growling at both of us so I yeah it's, really, yeah, it's, it's so very funny. embarrassing 
But you know, it is life. It is funny because during all of this virtual life that we're showing, I feel like I'm seeing everyone in their native habitat. Yeah, I'm like, we learn so much about people yes. for sure. A so, mm-hmm. Monet, this has been such a great, great time. Man, yes. I wish we had more time. We say this about everybody. I know, everybody, it's everybody true. Are, they're such great guests and, and such great people in this world. Mm-hmm. So thank you for your time. But before we go, we have three questions we ask all of our, our guests. Indeed. Um, mm-hmm. So, Jasmine, you can kick it sure. off. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I represent the coffee beans in this relationship. As you know, uh, we Booker girls don't – well, this Booker girl doesn't um, drink a lot of caffeine, but I still represent the, the, uh, the beans. <laughs> um, what is your favorite coffee beverage? Ooh, my favorite coffee beverage. You know, I usually just like just a, a regular coffee – um, with a little bit of half and half. I mean, obviously, I'm drinking this pumpkin spice monstrosity yes. right now. Mm, yummy. But that's like a once in a while dessert. Well, and, and in honor of coffee beans and booze. That's so right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yes. It's permissible. Yes. For oh, sure. you know what? I'll do a little plug for this for this mm-hmm. company that I've been um, drinking the coffee of. Yeah. It's called Wild Crafter Botanicals. Ooh, it's a okay. native. Uh, a woman who uh, makes co- uh, who makes co- blends coffee beans with um, like mushrooms, uh, chamomile, different kinds of herbal botanical varietal mm-hmm. things. Um, and it's an organic company. It's based in New Mexico. It's a small business, and it's a native woman who, oh, who like wonderful. is the creator of it. Well, what's yeah. the name so, of it again? Wildcrafter Botanicals. We will not only check that out, but yeah. we'll also we'll do a little plug out there on the Insta. Insta. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't yeah. get anything for we this. We understand. But, yeah. Hey, we totally Doctor Dr. Lodog, if you're hearing this, like you yeah. know, I just shouted this out. <laughs> so some free coffee would be Which great. is amazing, and to and to uh, definitely. <laughs> Definitely have that. So, yeah. uh, Shyla represents the booze I side do. of the house yes. here. So, she's Excellent. got a question for yes. you, too. Uh, yeah. So, what is your favorite adult beverage, cocktail, drink? Mm, I have like the adult beverage of uh, of a married couple in their 80s. Like I really <laughs> love. I'm like a dirty gin martini with extra olives. That's mm. my that's my jam. Or like a like an old fashioned oh, or something mm, like that. Very nice. So yeah. bourbon and gin. Yes. You know. Although I've been really into drinking. Um, I have GERD, you guys. So coffee and alcohol is bad for both of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I know, like old age has like kicked in all these horrible it's, things that I've noticed yes. in oh, yes. quarantine. It definitely <laughs> happens, yes. But um, the thing that I do now is I do uh, when I'm having a GERD attack, but I would still like to have a happy hour situation, mm-hmm. is I do kombucha mm-hmm. and a little bit of mezcal. So oh, it's like yeah. there's something helping my gut, but it's also <laughs> with the alcohol. <laughs> I love this. That's fantastic. It's like your own self-help medicine yeah. thing there going on there. Yeah, it's like it's it's a poison and a medicine at the same time. It's great. Just like my life. Yeah, like it's all of it in the above, right? Yes, definitely. So our final question is our favorite question, um, and we we want to know, uh, Monet, what is your passion? Oh, that is a really good one. Um, I think my passion is for working towards a better world for everybody. And I think I do that through my storytelling. I'm always trying to highlight and elevate the underserved or the overlooked, mm-hmm. um, paint them as beautiful, complex people. Um, and I think I do that in both my writing, like in television and my writing mm-hmm. um, for theater. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm very passionate about, about that, just showing people as complex, human beings mm-hmm. that are beautiful 
in the hopes that you know people can be more empathetic yeah, and understanding. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Monet, that. we really yeah. could talk and talk and talk, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we chat with you again sometime, yeah. but we cannot thank yes. you enough yes. for your time. Thank you. So thank you. It's been you. a real treat. Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla And I'm Jasmine, and we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla It's time for go.